0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will do in the insurpassable company of Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Good morning. And can I say how handsome you look this morning on the radio?
1: Well, I tell you, the compliments are flowing every which way this morning. How are you, Joe?
0: Surviving, surviving and looking forward to uh, an Oktoberfest party that I'm going this evening. I am donning my lederhosen hose, actually tomorrow evening.
1: That's an image I do not ever need to see in my mind. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> well, you're lucky I'm not wearing the barmaid's clothes. <laughs> Again,
1: even worse. Go on.
0: <laughs> Aiden. let us focus on a story from Aeon Whelan in the Irish Times about TikTok.
1: Yeah, this is this. I suppose ultimately we we've seen a whole raft of um, uh, fines being handed out by the Data Protection Commission in Ireland, and this is probably the first one now that we've seen getting a legal challenge. So TikTok have launched a High Court challenge aimed at basically quashing the three hundred and forty-five million fine um, that was levied on them for failing to protect children's privacy uh, on social media. Now, it was it was the the papers were only lodged yesterday. They're basically also saying that. Yeah, well, their, their, their senior counsel is saying that they're going to challenge the constitutionality of the Data Protection Act, the 2018 Data Protection Act. And really, at, at, at um, the source of all of this, is the saying, look, We disagree with the decision um, and the level of the fine. He's saying the criticisms are focused on on features and settings that were in place three years ago and that they've made changes well before the investigation began. So it's kind of way too far retrospective in terms of of the fine. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see how this pans
0: out. Yeah, it's interesting how TikTok are genuinely growing in stature and confidence. They have taken over quite a bit of the space vacated or soon to be vacated by Twitter in Dublin. Um, so they are really a rapidly growing enterprise and they decided, no, we're not going to accept this uh, fine uh, on, the, on the face of it. And they're going to dispute that. Of course, the Irish uh, Data Protection Commissioner uh, is very, very important because a lot of the big tech companies are based here. Now, let's move on to Derek Scally in the Irish Times, a story about Germany's economic woe.
1: Yeah, this I, I I think this is this will, this will continue to kind of send shivers in the spine of most people in Europe but according to five economic institutes um Europe's largest economy is actually in recession and it's going to shrink by about 0.6 percent this year now I will countenance that by saying that that I heard somebody make a very interesting quote Um when, when when economists start talking in decimal places it just means that they have a sense of humor you know so yeah I, I, I wouldn't necessarily think that that point six you know couldn't be rounded out in in, in a year's time or not but I, I think it is definitely um uh, indicative of the fact that European economy as a whole has has been in a very very sluggish uh, situation and um, we've obviously seen significant difficulty coming through from um, the higher interest rates over the last year and a half as the ECB go to to try to fight inflation. We're seeing weakness in manufacturing um, and we're also seeing I think a a lot of people would have hoped that a rebound in the Chinese economy uh, as it reopened post-COVID was going to be a big boon to to European economy because European economy is very levered into uh, China much more than say into the US. So I think all of those things are are stacking up and it just doesn't make for, for uh, great reading. Now, the upside of it I think is if the you know, as always the case, if things get bad enough in Germany, it might well put a halt to the gallop of the ECB in terms of the interest rates, and maybe they'll put it on a breather for um the next couple of months just to see um how the inflation picture improves. But Again, we've seen a a significant rise in the oil price over the last uh, three months. So that has yet to factor back into the inflation number. So it's going to be an interesting few months.
0: It is indeed. And of course, uh, Germany also had great dependence on Russian energy, uh, which was kind of the cheap fuel for their car-making and their steel-making industry. And then, of course, they had to wean themselves off that pretty rapidly uh, last year, which also hasn't helped. And they had this Energiewende, which is the transformation away from uh, nuclear uh, fuel as well. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on in Germany. It is the largest economy still by a country mile in the Eurozone, and so it will have a huge role to play when it comes to those interest rate decisions. Uh, Let's stay with markets and talk about the Financial Times and European bond prices.
1: Yeah, uh, yesterday was a pretty grim day, I think, in bond markets across the world. We've seen uh, U.S. Uh, bond yields move up to their highest in in, in uh, many, many years. And really, Europe and the U.K. have followed on suit. Um, now, within the European story, there is also uh, the, the, the backdrop that uh, investors have taken fright on uh, Italy. And, and they're going to basically have a larger than expected uh, budget deficit. And there's mounting concerns um, that. You know, central banks everywhere, going back to our, our previous point, are going to keep interest rates higher for longer. Um, you know, that would have been an expectation at the start of this year that because of weaker economic growth, we'd have seen you know interest rates probably coming down at this stage. But that's certainly not the case. And um, with inflation staying where it is, you know, the mantra now coming from all the central banks is that there won't be interest rate cuts anytime soon, and, and they're going to stay higher for longer. And I think. This is having an impact on longer dated in interest rates uh, because obviously they they give an insight into not where rates necessarily are today, but where they will be down the line. And and if that general idea that rates are going to stay higher for longer, it means the bond yields are moving higher. And as I said, we've seen it in um, we've seen it in the U.S. We saw it yesterday in 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 Europe and even in the U.K. And what makes the U.K. interesting is that you know it it had kind of seen a reduction in bond yields over the last couple of weeks as people got used to the idea that maybe the Bank of England wouldn't start cutting rates. But that was pretty much reversed uh, big time yesterday.
0: Yes, it's interesting because I had a quick look at the um, bond yields for Ireland and the spread, i.e. the gap between what we uh, pay to borrow money in this uh, the, the government pays to borrow money and what the Germans do are bunts and the spread is 0. 0.41 of a percent now it used to be 15 or even 20 percent at one point in the immediate aftermath of the bailout so things have changed a bit there they definitely have yeah let's move on uh, uh, finally to Donal O'Donovan in the Irish Independent a story about a rival newspaper
1: yeah, I, I always wonder about uh, journalists when they have to write about compatriots in another uh, newspaper. But but Donald's carrying the story that the Irish Times uh, is basically uh, it's the financial numbers that out of the Irish Times, and they've they've swung to uh, a loss of four million in twenty twenty two, and that was actually from a a, a profit in in twenty twenty one. Um, and I think the, 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 there were several factors in there, but not surprisingly, obviously, costs are going up. Newsprint costs went up. Energy costs went up. Labour went up last year. Um, and, and they're chasing those costs. And, and they've also had a couple of one off expenses on the accounts as well. But the upshot of all of this is that the, the Irish Times are now in negotiations with the um, with their staff about the, poten- the potential for to reduce numbers, and really it comes on the back of the uh, uh, of the Irish Independent Unit and, and obviously we we've seen financial stresses at at uh, RTE, and we and ultimately what might happen there. But I think if there was one you know piece of good news ultimately in it that the, in, in these numbers is that the the group did manage to to report a rise in digital subscriptions of nearly ten uh, percent in the year. So the idea that newspapers are dead uh, might well be just
0: put to the side for a, for, a, for a little while. It reminds me of the joke of the speech where the guy says, uh, "Rumors of the death of newspapers are uh, greatly exaggerated. I was only talking about this to my blacksmith the other day." <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. Aidan, Can you stay with us, please, Aidan Donnelly? There from Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk, Davis.